And this is what it's like when Phil wings it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Greatest Song You Never Heard podcast with Phil Anderson and Chris Conker. And Chris is sipping a beer that he brought all the way over from the East Coast this summer. It's true. And uh, it's fantastic. We have a habit when we record these episodes of imbibing on a beer. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have scotch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, once in a while. We, Some bourbon. We, we've done bourbon before. Yeah, and I don't think we've ever done wine. We've never done wine. I'm not a big wine fan, but... Uh, Me? I'm not. Oh, you're not. No, you're terrible. Yeah. I mean, I probably have wine every day, but that doesn't mean I like it. Just yellowtail, right? All of the time, <laughs> unless it's that, you know, Wait, white Zinfandel. <laughs> so I know this isn't Wine Time Friday, which is Phil's other podcast, but real quick, Phil, if you were to put yellowtail... Don't put it that high. He's got Robert a- Mondavi oh. and Tubuck Chuck on a list of best. Which goes where? Well, Mondavi's got to go above. I, I know it's it's still high production stuff right now. Yeah. Um, but there are Robert Mondavi wines that are not that high production, mm. you know, that they're selling. They're, they still make really good wine. That what you're referring to isn't that. And I'd put... Two buck chuck and yellowtail like next to each other. Okay. Because uh, having done the research on two buck chuck, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I don't know if I can f- finish this glass, let alone the bottle, <laughs> knowing how they're, it's made. And, you know, I'm not, I don't like the negative. Speaking negative, of yeah. which, you know. did you guys celebrate on Wine Time Friday the recent passing of the gentleman who invented two buck chuck? Uh, he did pass away. Um, we did not. Hmm. Uh, we're recording right after we record this, so should, I might have to make a mention. You could have that. a like a, a five seconds of silence because he doesn't deserve a full minute. No, he does not. He's not. A, <laughs> he was not a nice guy. Really? No, he was not a nice guy. And his that whole story is very sad. Hmm. Um, he never made a dime off. That, you can time. tell from the wine how sad the story was. Well, pretty much. Yeah, Charles Shaw, I believe, is his name. Yeah, uh, I know so. something else. It was close. That's it's something like that, but I don't remember. I just saw an yeah. article while I was going. He I should have sent it to you. <laughs> like I sent you all the monkeys and beetles yes. and the mariners and the and so on and so forth. That's true. Yeah. Well, Phil, I've been waiting for this week for months now. Really? Yes. This week in particular. This one. Yes. This song. This episode. So I have a question for you. Okay. Because when we sat down to record this episode. You had another song in mind, and you changed it to this one. Well, I didn't know how many episodes we were going to record. Okay. (laughs) So I had several songs lined up, and I just couldn't wait to do this one. Okay, fair enough. So that's why we changed it. I feel like the first time I saw you, I knew you. Hmm. You you did. I don't know if you're hitting on me right now. That's kind of weird. No, I looked at the first line of the song. (laughs) Uh, So today's song, I'm excited to bring you because... This is going to reference an episode of this show that we did where Phil brought us a song that no one's ever heard from that, a super group called the Traveling Wilburys that everybody has heard of. Like, I think I think if you were like, I think Helen Keller has heard the Traveling Wilburys. You clearly have not read or signed that email from my attorney that said you will never bring that up again. <laughs> so. And, and I think uh, What's-Her-Face said never, ever, 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 ever. Should bring that up again. Uh, well, maybe after today I won't, but after, but for <laughs> this episode now. I need to, right. uh, because you will find out at the end of this song why I'm bringing up the Traveling Wilburys, why it's important, and uh, this may or may not have some reference 
uh, or at least have some influence uh, based on your bringing us a Traveling Wilbur song that everybody has heard. Are you ready for today's song? Yes, the faster I hear it, the faster we end this episode. Okay, let's do this now. time I saw you, I knew what I knew, that I could be nowhere without you. Working on a song, still my fingers were blue, determined you'll know they're without you. And if I could fly, and if you would stay for a little while, and I'm on Sandbox the man on the moon He's dancing like there's no tomorrow Nails on the chalkboard all clean up my room The corner to sit in my song But I think I could fly If you would stay For a little while And I'm on Uh, that very last note. Yes. 
was a note that Supertramp would would play mm. that type of note. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a Dan Fogelberg mm-hmm. type ring to it, mm-hmm. a Toto type vibe. Yes, to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight harmonies. Great production. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, this is a. I, it, this song I would have to listen to a couple times to really get the full effect. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything else? Not quite yet. Okay, good. You're going to have some more because I actually have another song I'm going to play for you. Okay, good. This is a two-for-one episode. Ooh. Yes. Bonus. Uh, So before I tell you anything else. Do people have to pay more for a two-for-one? It's the same exact price. Really? Yes, it's free. That's unbelievable. Isn't it amazing? I would think it'd be double better. So I'm going to play you another song before I give you any more information. And and then we can discuss at the end. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So that song to me revealed everything. I bet it didn't. Well, so I had to look up because I I was thinking Brian Stipe was with R.E.M. It's Michael Stipe. Mm. And I hear him on this song. Mm. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me it's not. 
It's not, but I can hear that in there. So much. I mean, it was like, oh, I'm 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. He, there's no REM in this. Okay. No rapid eye movement whatsoever. None. Okay. None whatsoever. Okay. Thoughts? Um, very uh, melancholy and reflective. Yes. Very much so. So we talked on a previous episode about uh, what I like in songs. Yes. This song typifies for me what I look for in a great song. Okay. Uh, singable. Yeah. Yes, it's, right? It's a little self-loathing. Mm. The lyrics are very, very... It, when you listen to the song, you don't really know what the song's about until you get all the way through the song. And so when you read back through these lyrics, it's literally like snapshots of conversations with a friend who you keep thinking, we'll get together. Mm. Oh, I don't know we're going to get together. Oh, crap, they're in the hospital. But they never tell you they're in the hospital. There's right. a line that just says, nurses, aides, and magazines, it's late, it's time to go. Uh, How glad I was to hear that day they sent you home. It never says, right. you were in the hospital and about to die. And wow. so you're led down these emotional paths of, um, you know me, we're such good friends. I've been, I've been traveling around the road. You've been traveling. It's been a long time since I've seen each other. And it, it, this is one of those songs that constantly punches me in the face and goes, be a better friend. Uh, be, gotcha. a, be a better friend. Because at the end, he's like, I'm tied up. I'm busy. I'm busy. But I'll come over soon and we'll get some Chinese food. And it's kind of like that conversation of, oh, bro, we'll get together. And you never do. Um, which is part of the reason we do this podcast because we were uh, tired of doing that. And we were like, well, let's just have a time we can get together on right, a regular basis right. and talk about music. And it and this song for me, um, like the other song that we listened to, um, was really about like romance and falling in love with somebody and really putting your heart into it and them right. not knowing it. Right. This is a similar song, but about friendship. And so I just, when I listen to a song, you asked me a couple episodes, what is a good song? There's nothing wasted in this song. It's super emotional. It's super authentic. It is intimate. It is also allowing you to experience it and not telling you, punching you in the face with a message. So um, that first one, um, it's kind of like cats in the cradle in a sense, right? Yeah. Uh, dad, can we, you know, first of all, son, can you do this? It's yes. like, I'm too busy. And then it's the son is too busy mm. for the dad. Mm -hmm. uh, that stuff is heartbreaking. And this does put in perspective life and relationships and how important they all are. And that we just need, uh, as you mentioned, we're just like, okay, let's, uh, may have a commitment. Yes. And by the way, this is setting a sort of a legacy a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Is this, uh, the name of the song, are we almost home? No. Okay. Uh, do you have a guess of the first song? The name of that that's, one would be? That's what I'm asking. No, the, the first one we talked about was, uh, um, oh, are we also, no. Okay. That song is called Dunce Cap. Dunce Cap. There's no Dunce Cap nope. in the entire song. Nope. That's, that's not, that's rude. Any guess on the second song? I have no clue. It's called Jimmy. Jimmy. And Jimmy is about, it's literally about a real person named Jimmy. And uh, can you tell me the band? Yes, I can. Uh, this is from a 1993 album called Little Red Riding Hood. Okay. Uh, the band is called The Lost Dogs. Okay. And if you look up Lost Dogs, you will find a couple things because there's some Pearl Jam reference to Lost Dogs. Uh, they did an album, I think, called Lost Dogs. But this is a, a whole band called Lost Dogs. Lost Dogs were a super group. Okay. Formed within a, a year or two of the Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> um, only these are four gentlemen by the names of uh, Derry Doherty, Mike Rowe, Gene Eugene, and Terry Taylor. Okay. They were the lead singers of my four favorite bands of all, like outside of the Monkees. They were my next 
on, on my top five. They're the next ones on the list. The lead singers, the front men yes. of those four bands. Yes. That's kind of cool in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, clearly, they play instruments, too. Yes, they do. Okay. In fact, a lot of the guitar work here is from Micro. He's a spectacular guitar player. Is he a you, Dirty Jobs kind of guy? No, but he did have a he did do a, <laughs> an album, a solo album called Michael Rowe, and the name of the album is Your Boat Ashore. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Which, um, of course, I think you actually um, mentioned that either off air or on air. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, so um, he is a phenomenal and, and a spectacular blues guitar player. I mean, like spectacular blues guitar player. Um, he Terry Taylor was the front man for a band called Daniel Amos. Um, Gene Eugene was the front man for a band called Adam Again. Uh, Michael Rowe was the front man for a band called the 77s. Mm. Oh, um, we played them. We, they were, yep. Like their second episode, I think, was um, Don't This Way from the 77s. Yep. Uh, and then Derry Darty was the lead singer for a band called The Choir. Now, there's another gentleman... Um, who gets mentioned with them. His name is Steve Hindelong. He's the drummer for the choir. The reason that he ended up joining the group is that Gene Eugene, who sang lead on both these songs, kind of the gruffer voice of the mm, two, yeah. he passed away in 2000 of a massive heart attack. Uh, but he was a renowned producer, songwriter, and his stuff was like incredible. Like he's one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah. He has another. But this is one of those albums that when it came out, I think I've purchased this in three or four different forms. And most recently I purchased it on vinyl. It was a re, uh, re-release on vinyl. Um, it, it, the Lost Dogs for me. So here's the funny thing about this group. They released their first album. It was called Scenic Route. Around the same time, it was within a year or two of the Traveling Wilburys. And it was going to be like the Christian alternative version of the Traveling mm. Wilburys. Gotcha. So they release it, but it's all Americana. It's just kind of a crazy, not what you expect from the Traveling Wilburys. And, and I was like, I remember listening to the first album and going, eh. I don't get it. And then this album came out and it changed everything in my mind. Right. Because they do all these different styles. So on this album, which is, I let me see how many songs are on this album. Uh, pull it up right here. 13? Uh, 16. Okay. That's a significant album. That This album has everything from those styles of songs to this as a hidden track. On the good ship, lollipop, it's a sweet... <laughs> To that steel guitar. And it's well done. So they do um, a bunch of songs that they did of their own songs. There's another song on here called Eleanor It's Raining Now, which I've always wanted to play for you, but I can't find a way to fit it all in. <laughs> um, they do a bunch of like kind of like Negro spiritual hymns. Mm. They cover, there's an, one of their albums they cover, I'm a Loser from the Beatles. And, wow. and it's better than the Beatles version in my wow. opinion. Um, they do uh, like everything. There's a song on this album called Jesus Loves You, Brian Wilson. Because this came out in 93 when Brian Wilson was still, nobody knew what was going on with him and everyone thought he was crazy. Right. Nobody knew he was being like drugged and manipulated by another human being. Uh. Um, so there's a there's actually a song on here called Bad Indigestion, which is like an old school hillbilly song. Um, and it's everything about them. You, I listen to this album and there's not a single song on the album I don't love. Interesting. And, and it also has all these different styles and they continue to this day to make albums. You know, the one of the great things about this podcast, in my humble opinion, is that people can listen to the songs and they'll either like them or not like them. Yeah. Whatever, it's fine. We know that, I mean, we know they're the best songs that no, nobody's ever heard. But um, when you find a song that you really resonate with, go and get down that rabbit hole and start listening to other um, songs from that band or artist. Yes. And 
uh, it'll open a whole new world. Yes. What is it? Some of the things, um, was it Badfinger or whatever? Yes. Or even uh, Billy Preston, all of a sudden this led to this, this led to this. And, and you start going down these rabbit holes and yeah, their time sucks, but they expand your mind in you, music. You, so. you brought a song a, a couple months ago to the show and it had to do with, it was on Apple Records and it was a good song. And I was like, I wonder what other... Apple. I mean, I never, it never had occurred right. to me what other artists got signed to Apple Records. Right. So I literally found an album called The Music of Apple Records. Yeah. And it was a bunch of singles from other people who were on Apple Records, like John, um, uh, who's the guitar player? Taylor. Um, James. James Taylor, not John Taylor. Sorry. Uh, James Taylor was originally signed to Apple Records. Like when you start thinking through like Billy Preston, James Taylor, you know, those kinds of bad finger, that was just crazy to think about. All those people were on that label. Right. Wasn't Petula Clark or somebody like that on there too? I I don't know one way or another. Apple kind of was just a blink of the eye. It came and went seemingly and that's... But it wasn't. And so when you start getting down those rabbit holes, then I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of Billy Preston songs that are really good. And, and, And I found, I spent... The better part of two weeks listening to nothing but Badfinger. Right. Right. And that's a band that I've never listened to until I was 47 years old. They were one of the many bands that were going to be the next Beatles. Right. Duran, Duran, Badfinger. Yeah. I can't think of Oasis. Yeah. Was right? going to be yeah. one. They're going to be the so, next Beatles. The next Beatles, and no one ever quite makes it. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, there's a reason for that. But. Uh, kind of. Yeah. But so, your friend may not know that. So this is the band Lost Dogs. I, some of their stuff is. is fairly spiritual mm. but most of it is this that you you're it's kind of ambiguous in its like tone it's not a lot of once in a while they'll throw like an old school hymn in there or something but they'll do it in such a way that's like five part harmony and very simple yeah. and just really like done in a reverent manner, a manner as opposed mm. to like they're not trying to change anybody's thinking you say five part harmony like it yeah it's nothing right five part <laughs> harmony is really freaking hard yeah yeah so uh this is a great song um, and this is really the essence of this whole podcast is bringing you music from bands or artists that you may or may not know, but you've not heard the song. This is the one last piece of uh, nugget of yeah. trivia on this album. Uh, this song, this album came out in 1993. I think I first purchased it on cassette, but very whoa, whoa, close. Whoa, whoa, what, uh, what is a cassette? Mm, it's a, it's a music <laughs> device. For you can, to, I don't even know what it is anymore. Um, I couldn't think of the word transmission device. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, but this song came out in 93. My daughter was born, my oldest daughter was born in 94. Okay. And so this was a song, an album that she, from the time she was born, has listened to her entire life. Because it's been a part of her repertoire. It, we underestimate the power and influence of music from the first day. Yeah. Uh, both adults and kids. Because there are albums that I used to rock my kids to sleep when they couldn't get to sleep at two mm. in the morning. And I'm not going to tell you who that was because I'll probably be playing one. Stray but Cats, Rock This Town? It wasn't that one. Mm. It was a different rocking song. Okay. Uh, thank you for bringing that song today, Chris. And by the way, if you have any comments in which we know there are people out there that have comments on these songs, uh, please reach out to us on Twitter, which is at GSYNH Podcast or on Facebook which you will get a, a, a response or a reply within, you know, the next calendar year. And uh, the website is thegreatestsongyouneverheard.com, which you get a response much quicker, I think, mm. now that we both have access to the website. That's true. That little, is true. Little do you know. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for bringing that. Uh, once again, the song was Dunn's Cap by The Lost Dogs off the album 
Little Red Riding Hood. What year did you say? They that cover one? the song Little Red Riding Hood from Ham Sham and the Pharaohs. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Uh, what year did this album come out? 1993. 93. And the second song was called Jimmy. Wow, it's like, that's 29 years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yep. And then you realize, well, that's about how old my daughter is. I just, uh, while we're having this conversation, I just went on this weird road trip that I did with my wife over the summer. And one of the things that occurred to me was, uh, I think it was this summer that um, was the 25th anniversary of Nevermind being released, or the 30th anniversary of Nevermind being released. Um, I remember being a senior in high school and I was sitting in an assembly and Mr. Uh, his name was Mr. Buntrock. Okay. But we all called him Mr. Buttrock. Oh, of course. He had law a mullet too. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. He got arrested because he ran the. <laughs> this is a funny story. He ran the department, uh, the um, visual arts, um, like class, so you could learn to do desktop publishing and all that kind of stuff. This there. is in high school. Yeah, yeah. Foster. Uh, no, it was at the SeaTac Occupational Skills Center. Oh, there you go. And he got arrested at one point because his kids were making counterfeit money in his oh, class with these high end printers awesome. and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. were making garbage bags full of. of uh, of um, fake money. But um, I remember him standing up at an assembly and going, today is the 25th anniversary of the release of Sgt. Pepper. And I thought, you old piece of garbage. Like, how old do you have to be to be reminiscing about Sgt. Pepper? And there you are. And then Nevermind is 30 years old this year. We had a... Let that sink in. We had a friend of ours. I don't think I actually called him a piece of garbage. Well, I bet you did. You just didn't verbalize it. (laughs) We had a friend of ours come over, and uh, she's, I think, in her 70s. But she's looking at places to move from Athol, which Mm -hmm. is a great city name, of course. And someone mentioned Aberdeen. And Hmm. so I'm like, okay, uh, you know, it is really quite rainy and cold there. Yeah. I don't think so. It was like, and it's quite a small town. And um, a lot of people visit there just because, you know, Kurt Cobain came from there. And she's like, who? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> Actually, that was a mistake, uh, a serendipitous mistake I just made. Never mind. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But yes, uh, Aberdeen, yeah, Aberdeen Hoquiam area where the um, when people are really good and talented, they we, leave. <laughs> we should change the name of the show from The Greatest Song You've Never Heard to Two Old Dudes Talking About Their Youth. No. No, bad Chris. With that being said, we're going to edit that out. You'll never hear it. And uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week because I got a little something up my sleeve. Mm, Can't wait to see what's up your sleeve. (laughs) 